Everybody's talking about an infrastructure program, and this time around, I think we're going to get it. And we're talking it's part of another big program out of Washington, D.C. But there seems to be a consensus on, on rebuilding bridges and roads and all of the infrastructure things. This is great news for AECOM, which is a massive global infrastructure firm. And a whole lot of that is based right here in uh, in Dallas and in Texas. The Texas executive of AECOM is Wendy Lopez, who joins us again. It's good to have you with us. Thanks, Dave. Well, first, I want to say from your lips to God's ears that perhaps we're going to get it this time. <laughs> well, I, you know, everybody, and I'm sure everybody is salivating in, in your business and all the construction business and everything else, because we're not talking billions. We're not actually talking a trillion dollars. Um, in your dispassionate uh, mind, is this is this needed? Absolutely. You know, when you think about it, almost every client that we've worked for, when they look at their needs, and then they a lot of times they'll they'll put out you know the uh, uh, they'll borrow money in the in the form of municipal bonds, and they never can borrow enough money to cover all the needs. So then they they prioritize their, you know, their projects and their needs. And, and so, and many times they're just getting, if they're lucky, 50% of the needs that they have met through these bond programs that, you know, they traditionally use funding. Um, and so then what that means is that there's a huge backlog of deferred maintenance that, keeps building and building and building over the years. And the next thing you know, you see pictures of bridges crumbling. Exactly. And, you know, the, it, this is public infrastructure. This is, this is our, our tax dollars that are, you know, meant to keep us safe and, uh, and provide the you know, mobility, et cetera, et cetera. And so, you know, public has the right to think that when they travel across any publicly funded infrastructure that they're going to be in good hands right yep yep yeah there's you know there of course the the people that are voicing concern i mean nobody wants to say well just go ahead and let the bridge crumble and there's no reason to add a runway we'll just consider you know continue to have backups or you know mobility uh increase but but they say well you you get it something like this like this massive government program it always it's a boondoggle you know, money goes to people that don't deserve it, and and uh, you know, bogus contracts show up. How do you administer something like this? Well, you, you know, you're right. Everybody has a responsibility to be a good steward of our funds. I mean, and and you know, when we have examples that people can point to, like the bridge to nowhere, you know, yep. to give earmarks a bad name which, by the way, are coming back in the form of community projects uh, is the new name yeah. or earmarks. Um, it, it, it doesn't mean that those projects aren't good projects or that they're not needed projects. It's just that when something goes awry, it seems to get legs a lot more than all the positive and good things that happen. Um, you know, you're right. You know, when you're talking trillions of dollars, that's it's uh, you know a big hairy audacious you know project that somebody's got to be responsible for, or somebody's, and um, and they have to earn the trust of 
of um, the people that put them in charge of of managing these. And you know, I I would just well, who know, plays the who plays the cop here? AECOM, uh, can you hold people responsible? Well, the the role that we play is um, is sort of a trusted advisor role. Like we help. Um, we've been working with Mike Morris on the list of projects, say from the North Central Texas um, geography. What what projects are the most critical to our you know our region? And we do the same thing in in other locales. And you know um, we've also worked with some of our political leadership that that are saying you know they've collected project names of things and we're help, helping them to prioritize what are the most needed projects. And what I'm hoping that happens this time that's different than in previous programs is that we we do get the best projects. I think in the last um, 2009 was the Aura. You know, we, we talked a lot about right. shovel-ready projects. And so what that, what, what that brought to the table was a lot of um, kind of resurfacing of streets, things that could be done quickly, because the agencies, transportation agencies, aren't hiring engineers to design projects to sit on the shelf for whenever there's this, you know, new stimulus program that comes along, and all of a sudden they find money that that they didn't plan on having. So there aren't many um, public agencies, municipalities, etc that just have a lot of plants sitting on the shelf. Usually they won't even hire the engineer till they have the project fully funded, the construction of that project. Well, so what seems most likely around here and for the state of Texas? I mean, we, we've got a lot of road projects. That, you know, we've grown like crazy. and We've outgrown that system. Uh, DART has a lot of projects. The, 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 the high-speed rail between Dallas and Houston, you know, it's been on again for a decade that doesn't i don't see any dirt flying what's likely well i think you you've named several there i do think high texas high-speed rail has a good chance uh under this current administration you know biden's crazy about trains uh pete Buttigieg seems to be very interested in high-speed rail um i I think in addition you know we talked you talked about transit you know dart d2 line you know, the second downtown alignment is a great candidate project. I think um, high-speed rail between Dallas and Fort Worth could be one that is um, is comes up. I think that DFW Airport has a few projects on their list. Um, one that comes to mind is their uh, International Parkway. You know, if you those of us that are familiar with DFW Airport. Um, get used to the left-hand exits and entries right. to the terminal buildings. Right. But, you know, that's not how the rest of the world operates. Exactly. You see <laughs> off in the right lane. Exactly. <laughs> and, and so I think that they're looking at, uh, at maybe improvements to the International Parkway. Um, let's see. I'm, I know I'm forgetting things. I mean, it could be. Well, what about, I mean, what about uh, the, the road work? Uh, you know, there's talk about burying the gosh, I, I've forgotten the spur that that bi- sort of bisects Deep Ellum and and yeah, downtown. 345. 345. Realistic. I, I, yes, I, th- I absolutely think so. You know, this kind of goes back to the, you know, we've we've had a lot of a lot of conversations 
this year about um, equity, diversity, and inclusion. You know, ED and I. Everybody's got ED and I initiatives in AECOM. Like it, it also has uh, what we're calling uh, a sustainable legacy program. And if you think about it, infrastructure can be a tool that brings people together. But it can also be a tool which keeps them apart. And, you know, I was thinking about this uh, recently when before the Horseshoe Project downtown, there was not a way to go from I-30 eastbound to I-35 southbound in a direct manner. You had to get off and run down industrial or, yeah. you know, it, it loop, you know, kind of go through back streets to get to South Dallas. And, you know, when you think about that today, you're like, well, you know, I, I remember thinking, well, why, did, why didn't they have a direct connector from I-30 eastbound to I-35 southbound? And there's only one reason. It's racism. It's, it's like, why, why would that have been omitted? And so and in I-30, it seems to be the barrier for Dallas between the haves and the have-nots. We talk about the development north of I-30 and the lack of development south of I-30 a lot. And I think that um, there are plans for I-30 that could be part of the stimulus program that that uh, would create opportunities to connect south and north. Of sort I-30. of a Clyde Warren Park type, get it out of the way and so it's seamless. Right. That is a great right. idea. So let, let me ask you one last thing. The, the other big story that we're talking about on the market on, on a daily basis is is the supply chain, and it seems so disruptive. I, I just saw, I think General Motors has $8 billion in automobiles that are mostly completed but waiting on parts, and we hear about this on all sorts of construction projects. Is this is this just a, an interim event, or is this... Is this a real the supply chain a real problem? Well, I think the supply chain has been disrupted across our whole lives. I mean, I I like to ride my bicycle, and I remember going to the bike shop, and there were no bikes to pick from, and they had no bikes before when you, before COVID. You went in there, and there was like this is like a sea of bikes, right? And so um, I, I think it's going to take a while. I don't know that we've seen that much much disruption in the supply chain in construction of transportation and uh, water infrastructure. You've seen inflation type projects. Pardon? You've seen inflation. <laughs> we have seen some inflation. That's right. And you know, uh, so when we think about the trillions of dollars that are coming, I think you know they they they're calling it this time the American Jobs Plan. And it's all about jobs creation. And we've, we've seen, now there's a lot of arguments about how many jobs exactly it is, but it, let's just give it a range, a wide range of anywhere from, you know, 25,000 to 50,000 jobs are created for every million dollars of infrastructure investment. Um, that's a lot of jobs that could put a lot of people right. to work. Right. And, um, that's needed too. Well, hopefully this time, hopefully we're not talking about this again four years from now. Maybe this is this is the time we get an infrastructure. I gotta, I can think of some roads and bridges that are not gonna hold up for another four years. Well, and that that's the other point is that our infrastructure is aging. Yeah. Uh, you know, the U.S. when in Texas especially is 
a relatively new city when we compare ourselves to you know, New York or Chicago and Paris or, you know, any of London big cities that are really old, we're sort of younger, but we're at the age that a lot of this infrastructure is, is going in the hundred plus years old. And I'll tell you, as a designer, we didn't design it to go a hundred years, right? (laughs) (laughs) Well, this time around, this time around, for sure. Wendy Lopez is Texas executive for AECOM, the giant infrastructure firm and you're going to be busy i I really feel like you're going to be busy pretty soon it's good to have you with us thanks dave it's always fun to be with you appreciate you thanks for more of our conversation with Ms. lopez go to krld.com slash ceo i'm david johnson news radio 1080 krld